0: Hello and welcome to the Ask Dr. Ben podcast. I'm your host, Ben Johnson. As a holistic-minded physician, I've spent the last 20 years looking outside the box and conducting research to find the true causes of skin conditions and other diseases. And while the focus of my work has been on aesthetic medicine and unlocking the secrets to reversing skin damage, this podcast will also include many other exciting revelations pertaining to you and your family's health and well-being. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Dr. Ben. Today, we are talking about energy medicine. In particular, we're talking about the use of frequencies as a therapeutic alternative to some of the less holistic options that are available out there on the planet. Now, whenever I get into this subject, and I can tell you I have been uh, dragged over the coals for even suggesting that frequencies could potentially have a benefit to the human body, but uh, here we are, roughly 14 years later from when I began working with frequency-infused waters, I'm speaking to you with the utmost confidence that this is one of the most remarkable, mechanisms to help the body and our success rate with it, as many of you who are listening know, is phenomenal. And so if it's an area where you think it's just a little too far outside of the norm, I understand, but I would say to keep an open mind because, well, let me just give you kind of the the background story for me. Uh, You know, I went to Creighton University School of Medicine. I don't recall any class that ever brought up the concept of our cells vibrating as they do. Uh, Never was there a discussion, nor I guess would I expect there to be a discussion of quantum physics the way you might imagine if a real scientist was looking into how the human body works, you would have to explore what's going on in the world of quantum physics and the assessment of how energy moves and the energy field that we are all Participating in all of that has been documented and or proven with different mathematical models and i 'm not going to go into all those details. I do not have them stored in my brain <laughs> but back to medical school so in medical school, everything was cause and effect. there was a bug that bug was an infection, it was causing some sort of harm or inflammation, and so we had to treat it with a medicine that treated that bug uh, you typically an antibiotic. Or you had a imbalance in the body. The imbalance was looked at primarily for the symptoms that it caused, and we were to come up essentially with the medication that best fit those symptoms. Very rarely would medicine attempt to treat the source of a condition. Almost always, it was assumed that the body was misbehaving, and therefore, we should only treat the aspects of uh, that behavior and not try to figure out why if something deeper could be involved. So that's been a lot of my work over the last 20 years, trying to figure out the causes for different things. And as you've heard me say before, toxins, pathogens, and emotions are definitely... The causes, but what today's conversation is about is diving a, a little deeper, going past the superficial layer of what we see as skin, a, a torso, and this what appears to be a solid human body. In reality, you're not solid. In reality, and and you can look this up yourself because you know you're made up of atoms. Now I want you to go into the periodic table and take a look at those atoms and look at what we'll call the artistic renderings of your atoms and what you see is this this sort of circular area in which the you know protons neutrons electrons are all dancing around but what you also see is there's a lot of empty space in fact i think by definition 99.99% of every atom is quote unquote empty space now This is where quantum physics has to become involved, because in reality, it's not empty space. It's an energy field, and um, the protons, electrons, neutrons, and quarks, and all those goodies are appearing and disappearing from that field in what appears to be a semi-random event. But in reality, what you're seeing there is the slowing, and I guess I would use the term condensing of energy to uh, make it become visible and radiate within the spectrum of light that that our eyes see remember there are things other uh, species see that we do not see because they have you know a different formation of the molecules of their eye so they have a, they can see different aspects of the energy field that we cannot see and so uh, when your cells are formed, they're formed with a whole bunch of atoms, and all of those atoms are coming in and out of the visible field at a very a rapid rate. In fact, you could use the term, and, and when I sometimes when I speak about energy medicine, I call it frequency medicine because ultimately everything that in nature vibrates. This is a proven fact, and a vibration simply means there's a pattern of waxing and waning or appearing and disappearing. It'll come in different forms, but essentially that, that wave of, of change of that energy as it it propagates through the universe. So if you can imagine all this energy never stops moving, it's, it's, it's initiating from within us and pulsing out into the universe and it's continual and that pulsing uh, happens at a beat. And so if that beat is once a second, then we call that one hertz. And if it's twice a second, then it's two hertz. And so the entire structure of our body has all of these different components because each atom has its own beat, if you will, its own frequency, its own vibratory rate. And of course, all of our cells and every creature in the world is made up of atoms. And so they're all pulsing at a specific pattern based on the types of atoms they have within them and each structure within your body. So every hormone, neurotransmitter or peptide, every cell, every cell membrane, every aspect of you is made up of atoms, all of them with their own, what I might say, may, maybe this helps you picture it better, with their own orchestra of music because frequencies can also be thought of as musical notes right that's all that those are also coming out so for example the classic and i'm not a musician by any stretch but as i recall the classic note of a in music is typically considered 432 hertz i'm pretty sure my brain is is pulling that information correctly so i'm just, But that gives you an example. Now, there's different f- versions of A that are different hertz, but every note has its own frequency and every substance has its own frequency. So your body, although it's made up of all these different vibrational frequencies, it actually also has this sort of grand resonant frequency that you vibrate at. And that's different than, say, your electrical potential. So when we talk about frequency, a lot of people think we're talking about millivolts or uh, something along the lines of, you know, how we measure electrical energy moving through the body, but that is not it. This is a different type of energy. A lot of the energy of the human body is actually scalar energy. And scalar energy is, I guess, best defined as emanating. It's also called a longitudinal wave, but it's emanating in all directions. Whereas when I speak, even though sound does emanate in all directions, that's why when someone stands behind me, they can hear what I'm saying. There is a directional component to sound. So sound isn't all scalar waves, but scalar waves are believed to be a part of sound. And we know that uh, I mean, it's, it's. I'm trying to think of where the best way to go here because I don't want to confuse you. I'm trying to lay this out in a way uh, so that you realize that the concept of energy medicine could be applied to traditional medicine even. So for example, if you're taking a pill, that pill is made up, let's say it's an antibiotic, that antibiotic is made up of a bunch of substances, right? Amino acids, possibly Yeah, mostly amino acids, right? And each of those amino acids is made up of atoms. And so that entire antibiotic pill that you take has an energy imprint to it. And yes, it's true that there is a physical effect from that pill that is sort of a cause and effect, sort of a, a, if you want a a lock and key mechanism within the cell. But even deeper than that, underneath that, underlying that, is an energetic effect of that pill. And that sort of speaks to the idea of why placebo works, because if you believe that that pill is going to help you in about a quarter of the cases, the success comes from the energy of the belief that you are going to get better from that pill. So placebo is a real thing and it it is about moving energy. And so there's a lot of energy medicine in traditional medicine, right? I mean, you could speak to, if we're talking about lasers on the skin and and the high heat laser effect on the skin is a very cause and effect, obvious change that you can visibly see, but there's also the energy behind that laser and it has its own impacts at a deeper level within the cell. If you can imagine every cell's appearance changes only because the energy that makes up the formation of that cell, literally energy is what creates the physical visual of of a solid human body. And you might ask, well, why do we feel solid if we are not? And the answer is that the sensation of that density that you feel is also energy. It's, it's all nerve receptors and energy Uh, combined energy. It's kind of like uh, when you take a a magnet with the same pole. So let's say you take two negative polarized magnets and you try to put them together, they repel each other, but there's nothing there. You can't see that energy, but you can feel like you're hitting a wall when you try to put those magnets together. Well, that is the same wall that you feel when you touch your skin. So you're not solid. You're 99.99% energy field. And it is true that your that energy field does collapse into the physical presentation that we see. So when you work with scalar energy or when you work with frequency medicine, which is essentially the same concept, not the same concept, the same effect, you are working with a field that is not well measured. There's very little if any evidence of scalar fields in a lot of the research. It's very difficult to measure uh, that energy. We don't have the tools right now to effectively do it unless something's come along recently that I haven't been made aware of. So that is, presents a challenge. But in creating a, a scalar field or in creating and printing a frequency, for example, what I do is I imprint frequency On water in order to get the energy into your system, because you can drink water because you're made of 70% water. So what we're doing is we are giving you a concentrated dose of uh, some frequency vibrations that have an impact on some aspect of you. And that impact could be to mimic the frequencies of hormones so that your body has a sense of a balanced hormonal system, even though it doesn't alter your actual hormone production. It could be that the vibration that you ingest spreads to the organs and the musical note, if you will, is something that is soothing or health-promoting to the digestive tract or to the liver or to um, any other organ, including the skin. And you say, well, how does the skin receive that energy? Well, the skin is energy. So they receive it the same way uh, we receive anything else. And of course, when you are exposed to a toxin, there's a the, the, the vibration of a toxin. The toxin can almost be defined as a harmful vibration. That's why it causes harm in the body. There's plenty of things you ingest that are what we call inert. They don't really have any significant impact on you positive or negative, but a toxin is carrying a vibration that is emitting in wherever it's stored. Let's say this, let's say you accidentally ingest mercury and it gets stored in your prostate, which is something I think happens. And so it's emanating this toxic energy around in a, in a zone within your prostate. Now, if you have the right combination of, of other effects from that, Maybe that vibration, that toxic vibration of mercury makes the prostate more susceptible if a virus comes into the system that has the potential to create a cancer within the prostate. Maybe the toxic effect of the energy of mercury makes the prostate weak enough that it's more prone to absorbing other toxins. Or maybe just the effect of that constant presence of toxic energy causes hypertrophy of the prostate. So that's just one example, one organ obviously that we're talking about, but in reality, or I guess I don't know if the prostate's considered an organ, but it, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about. And so in reality, everything that we consume carries a, a frequency signature into the body, and either the body eliminates it, in many cases I believe the body recognizes it by its frequency signature. One of the more fascinating things that they've discovered about the body is when you say start to chew a food, your system, your digestive system begins to er react immediately as that food first touches your tongue. How could that be possible? Because your entire body is an energy grid. So as soon as something is present on that energy grid, Every cell knows what's coming or what they're being exposed to or what opportunities are available. The body begins to create the right digestive secretions and enzymes to best manage that particular food group or food molecule. And so uh, this is, should not surprise you. We have a really complex system and it only can be explained by the energy field really because of the instantaneous response that we get. So where do we go from here? So we're talking about frequencies. You know, one of, the, one of the ways I describe frequencies is like an orchestra. So if you can imagine your organ is full of all these different vibrating components, and that's the orchestra. And when your liver is healthy, that's a beautiful symphony. But let's say that that liver gets impacted by a virus and the virus starts to produce proteins that are harmful to the liver. Well, what's going to happen is this bad, in the case of my analogy, a bad violinist or pick your own instrument of choice, a trumpist comes in and starts playing this really loud and increasingly pervasive toxic sound. So this this liver that was playing this beautiful symphony is now has this horrible noise in the background and that starts changing the cells if there's enough presence of it and they start being affected again from the energy first, but then they present physically looking different, whether that is fatty liver or a cirrhotic liver, all those things are possible depending on the pathogen and the the bad music that that pathogen is playing to your system. So the reason why I find frequency medicine to be beneficial is because there is an opportunity to negate pathogens at an energetic level. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of times when we're talking about antibiotics or or chemotherapy or some of these other medications that are chosen to try to take out a pathogen, um, they have side effects. They hurt other tissue. They cause inflammation in other areas. And that non-holistic approach is not necessary if you can actually create the changes you're looking for through energy. Now, it's also true that sometimes people who take some of our frequency products like immune defense is just such a rock star when it comes to its ability to help the body resolve autoimmune disease, viral infections, mold infections, pathogenic bacterial infections. And yeah, that's its main focus. And so when you ingest the The frequencies contained within that and you ingest enough of them and you know it's dosed by weight because of that, you need to have enough of them present. What they do is they they add this vibration to the energy field and that creates a sort of shutdown of the viral activity. If we're going to talk about viruses, for example, for enough of a time that the body is able to then take that virus out. Our success rate, is well above 90% in just about every area of autoimmune disease. I know that sounds, if you're not familiar with my work, that sounds too good to be true, but uh, we continue to push forward and uh, grow rapidly uh, because the word of mouth of what we're doing uh, is spreading. So I speak to you with tremendous confidence in knowing that frequencies can affect pathogens in the body. And also frequencies can affect toxins. So if you can imagine that mercury is sitting there in the prostate, emanating nasty noises, if you will, and all of a sudden you start taking the cancellation wave of frequency. So what cancellation waves are is, you know, like, you know, if your headphones, like if you have a pair of headphones with noise canceling, what the headphones are doing is they're reading the environment, hearing the most common sounds in that environment, And then putting out a wave that's an interference pattern to that sound. So it starts uh, blocking the noise from reaching your ear. Similarly, in the prostate as the example I'm giving, if you can imagine sitting around the mercury is a bunch of cancellation waves that are muting the toxic effect because the noise is being interfered with by a cancellation wave. Now, we don't just do this for mercury. You know, we do this for uh, sulfates and other heavy metals and other toxic substances that you might commonly see like fluoride. And so we have a host of cancellation waves that we use. Uh, I'd say most of them are in our ageless vitality. So sometimes people will actually see weight loss on ageless vitality because when you start to negate the toxic effect of something, then the body has a better chance of removing it from the system. A lot of the reasons why we start to really accelerate in our decline in health after we hit, let's say, age 30 has to do with the fact that our body gets weaker and weaker. And so it's less able to remove toxins. Remember, when your body stores a toxin in, in a prostate or in a fat cell or in other zones in the liver, for example, it's, it's doing that in a way to hide it from the rest of the system. Like we got to put this somewhere, you know, and, and basically what it's saying is, your digestive tract, your skin, your your kidneys, the all the detox organs are not really healthy enough to handle the dumping of this toxin. So we're just going to store it over here. And so there's a lot of that accumulation that happens and that's why I believe in cancellation waves. Now, one of the other crazy aspects of our elixirs is my sun defense which utilizes the cancellation waves of UVA, B and C and It's proven to work. You know, we have a double blind placebo controlled clinical trial showing that people that were put into a tanning booth had 500% less redness of their skin as a result of taking sun defense versus placebo. So it was a really remarkable study. Of course, we've been selling it now for close to 10 years, I believe, um, with a really high approval rating. You know, it's not perfect for every scenario, but it is. Really an excellent tool to have, especially because we also have in there the frequency of melanocyte-stimulating hormone. So if you get the tanning version, and we clinically proved that worked as well, by the way, if you get the tanning version, it accelerates melanocyte-stimulating hormone activity and increases your tan. So I think that's a great tool because I, everybody knows a tan is sun protective. So ideally, you have more of a tan more of the time. Unless you love your your you know your porcelain skin, I get it. Then you can use our sun defense that doesn't increase the tanning response. But unfortunately, because I would have loved if I could just increase the tanning response without sunshine, right? You know, and just increase our color naturally. But melanocyte stimulating hormone is only triggered during sun exposure, so that's why this tanning product really only works to accelerate it with sun exposure. To understand how immune defense works, you have to understand a little bit about the golden ratio. Where I came up with the idea is I woke up one morning and I was just thinking about the golden ratio, which is a fascinating golden ratio uh, reflects a frequency that is common in nature. It's the frequency of cell division. It's the frequency of, uh, of, of, of nature, essentially, is how I would think of it. And it can be looked at from different ways. Like when you have perfect symmetry, like, you know, you'll, if you want to Google golden ratio and beauty, you can see how they talk about our eyes. When we visualize a face, we, te- we, do, we do a lot of micro analysis about golden ratio subconsciously. And so we might look at someone and say, wow, they're beautiful and not realize what the features were exactly that made us feel that way. And a lot of times they have golden ratio features, meaning they are, they are, uh, their symmetry uh, falls along the line of the golden ratio. And the more toxic we get, the more toxic our environment gets, the less likely the effect of the fetus, it can distort the golden ratio and a distort physical attributes. So I think there's some of that going on. But yeah, so that's a golden ratio. But see, your cells also divided the golden ratio. Your probiotics, all the bacteria, the 65 trillion bacteria in your body work on the golden ratio. So we put frequencies into our recovery, uh, which is our prebiotic uh, designed to restore your microbiome. And um, that's why we did that. And then I did the cancellation wave to the golden ratio to create immune defense and you know, I had no idea what to expect from it. I just started drinking it and testing it. Like I do a lot of times when I create these new formulas and lo and behold, it was taking out all kinds of pathogens. And it took me a year or two to figure out that. And for some pathogens, you needed more than one dose. It wasn't a one-time thing. Like, you know, with MS, the pathogen behind MS needs 16 doses, each dose 12 hours apart. And the reason why you need doses 12 hours apart with our types of frequency medicine is because the frequencies themselves last about four hours in the body. And then for the next eight hours, the impact of their presence in the body lasts. So you do get about a 12 hour total effect when you take these frequency elixirs. And sometimes people ask, well, wait, what about, you know, why is there minerals in there? Why are, why are there minerals in there? Why, why is there gold in there? In the case of immune defense, we have some colloidal silver in there. Well, the answer is that um, metals also hold frequency and these minerals and gold and silver carry frequency to areas of the body that might be more persistent because it's not water. So it can hold that frequency longer in a certain area. And I found the formulas to be more effective through this process. It's also fun. The gold part is as much fun as it is uh, meant to be a carrier. So when you look at the body from now on, I hope you look at it differently. Uh, I'm not speaking of uh, the chakras, which are, uh, you know, something these energy centers that I certainly believe in. I'm not speaking, you know, there's different aspects of the human body that are uh, almost layers of of the presentation. And when we talk about scalar waves and frequencies, you're going down uh, several layers to the energy body. And that's where we're making our biggest impact. Now, even thoughts, uh, even though you might have a thought in your head, it's really a thought in your energy field. This is why they've proven that thoughts are impactful to outcomes of people with different diseases. If someone has really negative thinking, they tend to do worse in their, say, cancer diagnosis. So why is that? Well, that's because these thoughts of, let's say, uh, that could be of sadness, of anger, of guilt, uh, you know, a whole host of the of the thoughts we might think of as negative have their own pattern and they affect all the tissue. But depending on the source, as I mentioned to you before, like I believe one of the ways breast cancer comes about is there's a negative thought about a maternal relationship like a mom or a daughter, or it could even be a sister, but typically it's going to be a mom or daughter. And that negative thinking resonates in the breast because that's the maternal component of the body. And so it sets the breast up for being more likely, more susceptible to toxins, to carcinogens like pesticides. So typically that's how I think breast cancer comes about is there's this energy field of negativity that just alters the tissue. Remember, even thoughts alter the tissue of the body. And then there is a, a another energy component, might be again, an estrogenic pesticide, and that comes in and pulses in the breast tissue and eventually can lead to changes in the DNA and, and changes in the, the way the cell performs and it turns it cancerous. So that's just a theory that I hold. I'm not sure how many others hold that. You know, I mentioned a couple of other things. You know, when it comes to proof that water can hold uh, frequencies, I mean, we did our double blind placebo controlled clinical trials, but we also imprinted certain frequencies on water and sent them off to a lab. And what we did is we imprinted antibacterial frequencies onto water, and so we sent it off to the lab to challenge test it and add bacteria into that water. And what we found is even when we diluted it 100 to 1, we still were getting antibacterial effects from putting frequencies in water. The problem is it doesn't keep the water antibacterial. Those frequencies don't stay around. If there's a bug in the system, the frequencies start to get utilized. They'll stay around without that active biological process. But once there's an infusion, so typically what we find is with waters we treat with frequencies is the initial insult, the initial challenge test is effective. But once that challenge test is, is completed, that water, if you reinfected it again, would likely not hold up to this antibacterial state. So it's not something where you can just keep drinking this water and you're protected from everything. Your body already has a lot of natural antibacterial activities to it, but that was certainly really strong evidence that we were actually changing the water. And we even sent water five years after we imprinted it just to make sure it was still holding on to that frequency. And it, of course, still successfully did that. Now, you can also see evidence out there. You've got MIT who did studies on putting information into water, and they said that they didn't hold the information in the water long enough. It was like a microsecond level of storage, and they were working on that. I don't know if they've come any farther. That was like six, seven years ago. But- It did prove that water was capable of holding information. And again, all the skeptics, they don't read those articles. You know, they just assume, how could that be possible? Water is just a blank canvas. It's got no ability to hold on to anything. Well, the truth is when they studied water, they've determined that it has something called coherent domains, which appear to be a type of code to store information. So you say, wait a minute, how do it? Hydrogens and oxygens move and mix together to store information. Well, the way that works is that, you know, think of it from a slightly different perspective. When we write computer code, we use ones and zeros. And we can write the most complex computer code with two digits ones and zeros. And that's always amazed me, by the way. And so um, when we look at H2O, what are we talking about? H's and O's. It's two different components. And the way they line up with each other forms almost a language, if you will, or a a I don't know the best way to describe it, an information pocket. And that's is believed to be how water holds information. The only thing I've found that really destroys the information held in water is electrolysis. So, you know all these machines out there that are electro, uh, using electrolysis to make alkaline water, they're actually damaging the water and damaging the information in the water. And I and they also damage my frequency water. So whenever my frequency elixirs are mixed with electrolyzed water, the information is lost and the frequencies become ineffective. So I'm fascinated by that. Um, if you want to look a little bit deeper into how frequencies treat the body not through water but through devices, Royal Rife, uh, was a fascinating um, scientist that proved that frequencies could, in fact, treat a lot of diseases. And of course, since he threatened mainstream medicine, he was shunned. And I don't even know if he was arrested, but he was sort of his life was ruined by uh, the medical community who did not want to hear any more about how frequencies could help the body. And you can even look to a more recent example of, of analysis of frequencies: Jean Luc Montagnier out of France. He's a Nobel Prize winner, and he studied something really interesting. What he did is he had a device that could imprint the frequencies coming off of DNA. So he took some DNA. He imprinted the pattern to it. He sent that pattern to a lab in another country. That lab put the components needed, the nucleic acids needed to form DNA, and then they played the quote-unquote music of the pattern of the DNA that Luc Montagnier imprinted in his lab in France, and they sent it over to Italy as I recall, and when they played the 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 frequency patterns of that DNA into the water that contained all of the molecules, it began to recreate the structure of the DNA from the original imprint. It's absolutely unbelievable. To watch it's, a, it's it's on YouTube I think it's called um, water has memory or the memory of water so yeah, you're welcome to check that out but I found that to be again one of many bits of evidence along the way that suggests that if we really want to get medicine moving into a future direction energy medicine is the way to go and there are you know devices that run off of frequencies and energy patterns like bio I just blanked the name, but uh, the the um, oh my gosh, you know the devices that read uh, the patterns in your body and tell you what's wrong with you. They're they're using and analyzing frequency. I have just found that in general, I guess it's not a biofeedback device, but I think that's where I was going with it. That the, the feedback in general isn't 100% and there's a lot of misinformation, false negative and false positive. And, and my general estimation is about 30% of the information is false negative and false positive. And that could be a really big mess for you if, if you're told you have some horrendous bug in your body and you need to go treat it when in reality they just misread the frequency of something else. Then you might spend a lot of time, money, and worry on that particular problem. Or you think because it picked up your damage in your knee from high school uh, that it picked up everything in your body, but it missed something. And so you might overlook pursuing more tests because you think that you've been cleared uh, based on the reading from that uh, biofeedback device. But again, fascinating science. I love that they have the frequencies of, of so many substances and pathologies and they can pick up trauma from an area, a joint or an organ. All of it is quite fascinating to me. But again, it speaks to where I think medicine needs to go. And, um, hopefully within the next 10 years, we see that progress. As for, uh, you know, what osmosis does with it, you know, our best frequency elixirs, I should say not best, but the most, utilized for skin conditions our skin perfection and its impact on digestive health and candida reduction and of course immune defense on every other pathogen that the system might pick up or have and then we have you know the hormone mimicking hormone relief elixir which has been a godsend for a lot of women going through menopause and be struggling with estrogen toxicity that we've talked about in other podcasts so it's, you know, the blessing and the curse of harmonized water, which I got introduced to by an Iowan farmer at a trade show. And it took me a year to become convinced that it wasn't just a an emperor's new clothes experience I was having. And um, once I got on board, I began to look into all the different frequencies that Royal Rife looked at and many others have looked at. I used some of those. And then I used a mathematical formula based on the, the molecular structure that helped me determine what the resonant frequency was of these various substances in the body, including hormones and peptides and cellular structures. And by having those frequencies we've had a, a really a great opportunity to uh, make some huge gains in the treatment of many very challenging conditions and to improve the wellness and the lives of so many out there. So I feel very blessed. I hope this information was helpful to you today. It is a an area that once you start dipping your toe into, I think you can get quite deep into it. But again, uh, the reason why physicians roll their eyes at it is because they don't, believe in the quantum physics. They don't care about what quantum physics is telling us. They're not interested in anything deeper than the actual structural body components. And I'm not saying every physician is that way. Obviously, there's been some amazing ones along the way that have a much more open mind and have evaluated the information coming out of the physics research around the world. So let's just hope more of those show up. And if you have any questions about uh, which frequencies, elixirs you need. If any, you're welcome to email me at drben at osmosisbeauty.com. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ask Dr. Ben. Please leave a review if you can and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts to get access to all of my upcoming episodes. My website is osmosisbeauty.com and you can find me on Facebook at Osmosis Beauty. You can also follow me on Instagram at osmosis underscore beauty. Thanks for listening.